Welcome to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. Do you own a small business or does that small business own you? Are you seeking increased sales, more loyal customers, lower operation costs, and brand loyalty? If you're interested in elevating your brand and expanding your reach, then Business Buzz will put it all together for you with expert guests, resources that make sense, and your opportunity to be heard. Get ready to call in with your questions and comments at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Business Buzz is out to put the buzz back into your business. Here's your host, Frank Hellring. Hey, can you hear the buzz? Welcome wherever you may be. You have found Business Buzz, where we are all about putting the buzz back into your business. I'm your host, Frank Hellring, and we're coming to you live, prime time on the Voice America Business Network channel. And Business Buzz is brought to you today by Moda Business Solutions. They are a company that have resources that make sense. You can reach Moda at 858-251-4640 or simply dial up their website at Moda Business Solutions. That's plural.com. To contact us here at Business Buzz, you can call us toll-free at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877, the number 3, N-O-W-B-U-Z, or email us at info at businessbuzz.com. Or if you want to catch the show host webpage, just simply go to businessbuzz.com. Well, I've got a shout out to our philanthropic charity, Cookies to Cops, up there in the wonderful state of Washington. Chaplain Joseph Havens, I know you're listening in this morning, and we're all working together so hard to put the adopttocop.com piece together, which is the small business initiative that this show is well and behind and seeking to push out to all the small businesses out there. I've got some exciting updates on the activity of this incredible move that Joseph started just a few months ago. Right now, they have uh, delivered about 80 bags of cookies to the Spokane Police Department. They're about to deliver another 120 bags of cookies, get this, to the police division of the city of Seattle that was so impacted with six square city blocks being taken over by radicals. Also, they're going to keep on moving on into the city of Portland very soon. So great job, Joseph. You're doing a fantastic job. We're so happy to be associated with you. And we are going to continue to move this forward as we take it across the country one city at a time. Well, I'm joined today by my co-host, Natasha Friedman of TV Free Baltimore, who has a show out there in that neck of the woods called Maryland Politics. She was on with me in my live show that we just did a few weeks ago back in the D.C. area. Natasha, welcome aboard. Nice to have you with me this morning. Thank you so much, Frank. It's a pleasure to be back on again. Boy, it sure is. And I'll tell you something, you know, this particular show, you know, the, the two things that you don't really want to talk about in business conversations is religion and politics, right? But what we're dealing with here today, I cannot back away from. What's going on in California, my home state, could very well be something that could literally rise up like a tsunami and go across this country. And in light of that, yesterday I picked up the phone and I made a phone call out of the blue to a gentleman by the name of Edwin Lombard, who just happens to be the CEO of the California Black Chamber of Commerce. And unfortunately, he couldn't be with us this morning, but he graciously sent us an official statement of his views about 
what we're going to be discussing this morning. I'm going to read it verbatim. My name is Edwin Lombard, and I'm the president and CEO of the California Black Chamber of Commerce. Prop 15 will be devastating for black-owned businesses in California. As the head of the largest black nonprofit business organization in the state, I am focused on assisting local chambers with business growth and economic development. We all know that small businesses, particularly black-owned and minority-owned small businesses, are the lifeblood of the California economy. At a recent NAACP study, they found that African-Americans own 5% of all businesses in this state, and nearly one quarter are owned by Latinos. California is counting on these same businesses to restore our community's jobs and lead us out of the recession. Their resurgence is key to racial equity and social justice. Looking at the challenges these small businesses face, during the current recession, we must stop anything that impedes a return to work or slows economic growth demands on immediate attention. That's why we need to defeat Prop 15. No matter what the proponents of Prop 15 claim, this measure will devastate small businesses. A property tax increase will mean skyrocketing rents for many small business owners as higher property taxes get passed on to them through their leases. Higher rents and property taxes will further cut into their ability to stay in business at a time that they also face rapidly rising costs for energy, fuel, salaries, and worker benefits. How can minority-owned businesses stay afloat when confronted with so many challenges? Prop 15 will devastate predominantly minority communities throughout the state by speeding up gentrification. The earlier referenced NAACP study found as new businesses able to afford rising rents move into an area to serve higher income new residents, longtime neighborhood businesses, as a result of simply being located where they are, will suddenly face added cost pressures from property taxes as well. This unintended uh, consequence will intensify the gentrification already occurring in much of the Bay Area and Southern California coastal counties. Even with all the problems it creates, Prop 15 will offer little benefit to our communities. Prop 15 misleadingly calls itself schools and communities first. However, schools are Prop 15's lowest funding priority. If the measures proponents cared about public schools, they would have written a measure to focus solely on education. For California's African-American community, Prop 15 represents another empty promise. The special interests behind Prop 15 want you to think that an 11.5 billion property tax increase won't cause economic harm, even as California confronts 15% plus unemployment, with millions of businesses closed or a pay period away from closing. Nothing could be further from the truth. Governor Newsom, stand up for black businesses across the state and oppose Prop 15. Thank you, Edwin Lombard. Well, my guest today is running for California State Assembly. She's going to be dealing with all of this once she gets into that incredible seat up in Sacramento. Lori Davies has served on the Laguna City Council since 2012 and will term out as a two-time mayor this year. During her eight years, she has served as a director for TCA, OCFA, and OCTA. She is the past president of both the League of Cities and the ACOC. Safety has always been a priority to her. She has partnered with police services to put on programs, including girls' empowerment, anti-bullying prevention, teen driver safety, and neighborhood watch. She's also worked closely with parents that have lost their children due to prescription drugs. Lori is a long-standing chamber member and a 20-year owner of a small business. She understands the importance of promoting the business community. Lori's primary interest of areas of interest include transportation, public safety, and economic development. Lori is a strong proponent of local self-governance 
and is committed to protecting and restoring control to the people. Lori Davies, we welcome you to Business Buzz. You are on with Frank and Natasha this morning. Hey, Frank, Natasha, great to be back. It's outstanding to have you with us, Lori. Let me ask you a question. How did that statement from Edwin strike you, especially with you moving towards a state legislature position politically? Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's exactly how everybody is feeling. And what's sad is the message is out there and the governor hears it and yet he doesn't seem to care. He continues to, you know, put money to actually enforce AB5, which affected 3 million independent contractors. Uh, We've got, like I said, Prop 15. All the laws that are passing right now um, are really hurting the small business owner. And so you, you tend to wonder, like, really, what is his purpose? Uh, if it's not to get businesses back in and then down in Orange County, you look at the decisions he's making, especially with the um, uh, entertainment um, parks and theme parks, uh, with, you know, putting obstacles in front of the way of um, Anaheim, Disney opening up. Disney's already lost $2 billion since COVID. And the, the you know, the, the rules that he's putting on there for them to open up, it's just not going to happen. And so we're going to sit there and watch cities that could, you know, go bankrupt because of his decisions. So you can't tell me that he's business friendly, nor is his legislators that are running up there. And you have to keep in mind, you know, they do have authority and power up there. If they really wanted to call their governor out in regards to taking executive order and take that back. So they're basically sitting there letting him make the decisions without them having to be accountable to it. You know, Lori, historically, you know, I'm a property owner in here. I have a beautiful home here in Mission Viejo on the golf course. Uh, You know, I've enjoyed Prop 13 for many, many years, cutting my property taxes. Why do you think Governor Newsom's playing with that? Well, first of all, anyone that maybe isn't familiar with Prop 13, that really started when uh, the uh, property taxes started going back up in the 70s and seniors couldn't afford to stay in their houses. So this is something that was passed with the Harvard, Howard Jarvis. And really, that's what allows us to actually be homeowners right now, because we are taxed the highest in pretty much every category throughout the country. And if they affect, you know, if we actually hit Prop 15, again, this is just going to open the door to go to residential right now. Prop 15, of course, affecting um, uh, your businesses, affecting uh, commercial and industrial properties. And, and why do we want this? Why does he want this? That's a good question, but it's not to help businesses. And I honestly, I think if you look at what the results are going to be, the results are going to be that you're not going to have any small businesses. We look at how many we've already lost. It could be up to 65% of businesses due to COVID and, um, and these executive orders of um, shutting our businesses down. But when you realize that, that if, um, you know, if these businesses can't afford it, even if you own these properties, it may not hit you, but it's going to um, be passed through to the person that's actually renting or leasing it. And if they can't afford it, then it's going to leave a billing where they're not going to be getting any rent or any, um, you know, any money to pay their mortgages. So what happens? These buildings become obsolete. So what does the government do? The government says, well, gee, we now have empty businesses. We can buy these buildings. So that, again, goes to the, you know, overreach and the government. And I was pretty much sure they would go ahead and say, great, we'll start buying all these buildings. So pretty soon they have the ownership of all these properties. So if you really want to be a small business owner, you won't be able to be working with a private owner. You're going to be working with the government. And we know when that happens, pretty much the government will probably take 75% of whatever you make, not to mention, I'm sure they're going to be able to let you know what you can sell and what you can't sell. Um, so, again, it's, it becomes very socialistic. 
Yeah, that is me, what my theory is. Yeah, believe me, if we took a drive up to L.A., we could show a lot of dilapidated areas, right, that the government needs to buy and is not. So That's th- exactly right. You know, I think what we're dealing with here is something that really is up and close and personal to me. I own a small business just like you did, Lori, okay, in Orange County. It's storefront. It's walk-in. It's a medical aesthetic practice up here in Yorba Linda. I've got a triple net lease agreement with my landlord, right? We've all been banged with this COVID-19 with, you know, having to continue to pay rents with no customer flow. But at the same point in time, you know, now we're facing the possibility of Prop 15 raising up our lease payments, on our triple net because they're going to lay this off on the guy that owns that building that I'm housed in and he's going to lay it off on me. Where's the fairness in that for $11.5 billion supposedly that this is going to raise for schools in California? More importantly, whatever happened to the lottery that was supposed to have taken this, you know, to task a few years ago? Well, and that's just, if you look at where these taxes are going and they always drain down to the consumer. And um, it's, it's so deceiving the way that they, you know, they um, word these props. And it's funny because you look at that, the schools, you know, that money goes to the schools. Um, this is just another way for them to get in there because obviously they're realizing that they're not these school bonds that they've always gotten money for these past years haven't passed for the last four years. And so now they're finding other avenues in order to be able to get the money the way they want to go. And the question is too, where is it going in the schools? It's kind of like Prop 19 as well for, you know, um, for schools as well. It's there that it can go to paying um, for um, increasing administration. Well, you increase administration, you increase pensions. And so typically very seldom does the money ever get back to the student. I believe in California out of um, all the uh, money, I think, what is it? 50% of our budget is supposed to be for schools. And yet you look at the quality of the public schools and I believe that only 2% of that actually gets to the student. The rest of it usually goes into, uh, into pensions. So, Again, it's just another way of trying to get, um, you know, money filtered through. Um, and again, I was using these titles to either scare people, but I have a feeling that people are waking up and I'm seeing a lot of great um, uh, advertisement on Prop 15. I can tell you that that has been kind of my mission. I'm running for state assembly, but for the last three months, I have been going out and doing Zooms. I'm going to, um, as a matter of this weekend, I'm going to someone's driveway where they've got neighbors coming. I'm talking about propositions and I'm educating them on them because I truly believe it doesn't matter what your party is. If you have a good understanding of what these props will do, how they'll affect your pocketbook, how they'll affect the safety of your family, how they'll affect your health, you can make a good common sense decision. And when I do this, people are like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. And I tell them where the money's going to, who's behind it. So they have a good understanding. So this year, I think people are really getting educated. And obviously I'm going to throw this out there we have 12 propositions, and um, there's two that are yeses, 20, which is a safety issue, and 22, which is, again, AB5, trying to repeal AB5 for um, our drivers and our, and our truckers. And the rest is no. So 2022, yes, no on the rest. Real very simple. Very good. Thank you very much, Lloyd. We got about three minutes to go to break. Natasha, you got businesses back there in the East Coast. What do you see? Could this possibly be a wave rising up in California that could come across the nation? Well, as we know, government assistance is not a way of life, and it's not the American dream. Relying on the government for the rest of your life is socialism at its worst. 
And California, unfortunately, is turning that way. And that's why the American people are leaving your state. They're going to Texas. They're going to Florida. They're going to Tennessee. They're going to places where you do not have to pay state income tax. They're going to places where if they lose their small businesses in these very liberal states or these very liberal counties, they can rebuild, recover, and restore in a southern state or a place that the economy is building up a little bit better. You have a Republican governor who takes care of the state. So that's what we're seeing in the state of California. If this proposition is passed, Black and Latinos will actually be suffering the most. And my question to you, Lori, is how can you get through to the Black and Latino community to educate them that if these propositions are passed, it could really affect them? It's a great question because um, next week I'm actually doing a Zoom with the Hispanic, um, Hispanic Chamber. And so we are working that way and, and, and educating. And you know what? The word is getting out. And again, it's all about educating. And that's what we've been working on to let people realize, especially these small business owners, when I'm having conversations, um, they don't realize this is out there. You know, I'm like going, you know, this is what's happening. And once they do, they're like, wow, you know, we've got to do something about it. So it's all, been, uh, it's all about educating. And that's what we've been doing. Outstanding, Lloyd. You know, we're moving to a break right now. Boy, we have just had some incredible copy about what's going on in the state of California with Prop 15. And thank you so much for Natasha bringing it in from the East Coast and whatnot and giving us some perspective from inside the Beltway. You are on with Business Buzz. We're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to us coming live on the Voice America Business Network channel that's heard all over this wonderful globe of us. Brought to you by Moda Business Solutions that have resources to your business that make sense. And we're going to be right back with putting more buzz into your business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Moda Business Solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings. We let you, the business owner, focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services. Cash is king, and we strive to put more cash into your pocket. Moda Business Solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services, connecting you with trending companies. Are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858-251-4640 or visit us online at modabusinesssolutions.com. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Listening to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. To reach the live show, please call 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 5790. Or send Frank an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B I Z Z N E S S buzz.com. Now, back to Business Buzz. Hey, you're back with Frank Hellring on Business Buzz. We've got an incredible guest that just jumped into our call, Mr. Greg Rass. Greg Rass is a former United States Marine Corps pilot that flew incredible fighter attack aircraft during the Iraq conflict. And now he is a city councilman in the city of Mission Viejo, former mayor of Mission Viejo, and now running for the 45th Congressional District here in California, looking to unseat Katie Porter. Greg Rath, thank you so much for joining us. I know your time's impacted because the campaign's heating up. But welcome to Business Buzz. You are on with Frank and Natasha Friedman from Maryland Politics in D.C. area. Very good. Good to be on. Uh, we just uh, had a rotary breakfast this morning. Now I'm going to a Capistrano Republican Women lunch. And then tonight we have a fundraiser. So I'm trying to keep up with our commander in chief with his uh, busy schedule. Outstanding. I'm so glad that you could jump in with us. Listen, Greg, um, there was a law that was passed in 1993 known as the Family Medical Leave Act. Here in California, it is known as the CFRA. And the CFRA was tweaked by Governor Newsom, who signed SB 1383 into law, significantly expanding the CFRA, family and medical leave, to smaller employers and expanding overall uses of the CFRA leave. Now, I realize we've got Lori Davies on us with this on this show. She's going to be dealing it with it from a state assembly standpoint of view once she gets the chair in Sacramento. But once you get back to Washington, D.C., it just might get on your radar screen because this was a twist off federal legislation. How would you see that, Greg? I am a very, very small federal government type of guy. I believe our federal government, when our founders put our country together, was supposed to be very small. Three uh, duties is a national security, common currency, and regulate interstate commerce, and it should be out of everything else. I hate it. The federal government has ballooned into this gigantic monster that just sucks money away from all the states. I believe the states should have the powers. Let the states handle it. If Newsom wants to pass something like this, let, let the residents of California uh, take them out here in a couple of uh, years or take them out of office or, uh, or call them, which they're trying to do. But we cannot drain more and more money from our businesses, especially our small businesses here in California, because as you know, many of the large businesses are leaving California by the droves, and we just can't run our small businesses out of town. So I'm totally against uh, what they're trying to do if the federal government gets involved with uh, mandating three, four, five months of pay for, uh, for these uh, people. 
Yeah, let's talk about draining the lifeblood out of small businesses because, as you know, Greg, I are one, right? And right. we've had to make some major changes up in our neck of the woods because we had to move some employees to part-time to get around all these crazy regulations that are coming out of Sacramento. But now what he's done with this Senate bill is that he's grabbed the eligibility of the FMLA federal legislation, which is 50 employees and up, and rolled it back to five employees in the state of California. Then he's turned around and he's expanded the eligibility for the benefits, not just for the woman that's going off here to have a baby and have more time with that child at home. We are talking grandparents, grandchildren, and siblings. More importantly, there's a possibility of expanding the benefit from 12 to 24 weeks. That's full pay, Greg. You tell me how a small business is going to saddle that on their back if they had a lot of employees that were in that category, and we know that they are, right? No, you just can't. It's just, I was a small business owner for several years here in Orange County, and I ended up selling my business. Just the taxes, and it's just the disability, uh, the federal, state, local, Social Security, Medicare, um, disability. Finally, I'm like, Oh my gosh, See, I was in the military for 30 years and then I was an airline pilot where I was obviously an employee. But being an employer, especially at the small business level, is, is just is crushing. The taxes here in California are just crushing. If, if they add, continue to add on more and more, this state's done. I, I, don't, I, I don't know where it's going to go. And just look at the homeless. Half the homeless live right here in California through the nation. You got these two state, these two states of California. You got the homeless and the and those impoverished living on the streets, and then you have the well-to-dos, and you know, in the neighborhoods like you know Nancy Pelosi and uh, some of these other uh, Maxine Waters homes. So this is just going to crush, crush small business. And like I said, I sold my business uh, and I got out. And I, one, one thing back in two thousand eight. Uh, when when we had the dip in the economy, he had to lay this one one guy off, and he had a, he had a family. And I told him, I said, you know, I'll get you back as soon as I can. And uh, I called him about months later. I said, okay, you're good to go. He goes, I'm not coming back. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, I'm on unemployment. I'm on uh, food stamps. I'm on disability. I'm on section housing. He goes, I'm making more money not working. And that's just not going to work. Uh, you keep doing this here in California. You pay people more money not to work than to work. No one, nothing's going to get done. So I think we're at a, a point here in our nation where we need to just regroup, get the government, state, federal, local, county governments out of our lives and let us just do what we want to do. But unfortunately, it's going to take a long time. It's going to take people like Lori in Sacramento. It's going to take me and uh, Michelle Steele and young Kim and, uh, and Marriott to uh, go to Washington and uh, un, uh, undo some of these uh, terrible, terrible laws that have been passed. You bet. You know, Lori Davies, uh, you're going to deal with this head on when you get to Sacramento, right? And Greg's mm -hmm. had it, headed for the Capitol Dome in Washington, D.C. Obviously, there's a collaboration that probably needs to occur between you two, even though you're sitting in separate seats. Let me ask you a question from a Second Amendment standpoint of view. How many more bullets can you put in Greg's gun to go back to Washington? Well, I think just listening to this, the fact that we've got uh, two bills here that are concurrent on each other, one thing that Greg could do when he went up there is basically make it, you, it's either one or the other. If your state provide, if this is a mandate that your state has, then you know what, you follow that, but you can't do both. 
You know, so it's either you, you know, if your state doesn't have something like this, then you, you can follow the federal and you've got those um, three months. Uh, but again, it's, it, you know, it's unrealistic, especially if you take, um, even if you have 10 employees or 20 employees, the bottom line is you still have to be paying for their benefits while they're not working. So you have to hire someone to fill that position. And when they're, when they're done, they get to come back to that same position. You can't give them a different position. Also, it can be pick and choose. It doesn't have to be three um, months together. It can be, you know, two days here and two days here. And here you are trying to work a schedule, you know, and again, it's, it's so I think it should be one or the other. Um, if, you know, the state wants to do something like this and the feds could say, you know what, our, then ours doesn't, the um, uh, FMLA doesn't count so that you take that away. You only have one of these mandates. You know, Natasha, I want to get you to jump in here, too, because, uh, as you well know, there's deception in D.C., right? And if you take a look at the way this particular Senate bill was couched and formed, it was formed basically around helping, just like Prop 15, right? We're going to help families. We're going to help education. We're going to help schools. All of this sounds really neat when you get to the voters' booth. Let me ask you a question from a D.C. perspective. You see where this deception could definitely continue to magnify across the country? Of course, but I also want to compare and contrast what Governor Newsom passed to what the Senate passed. So Governor Newsom passes this SB 1383, which eliminates the previous restrictions under CFRA, which indicated that an employee could not take leave to care for an adult child who has a serious health condition. But we have someone like Ivanka Trump who worked tirelessly to pass family leave and affordable childcare. And December 17th of 2019, the Senate did pass paid family and medical leave for federal employees so that the average worker with a new child could receive $5,000 and then collect $500 less in child tax credits each year for 10 years. So she actually is trying to help the American worker, making sure that if God forbid your child is sick, that you can go home and take care of your child and not lose your benefits. Uh, what is um, your opinion on that, Greg, as well as Lori? Well, as far as what I'm concerned is the fact that what I'm seeing here in California is people just can't run a business anymore. Uh, well, they can, but it's very, very, very hard, especially with COVID. And if, if you, you add more and more restrictions and you add more and more regulations on them, they're just not going to be around. And we're seeing it in our strip malls. There's openings. Uh, we've lost Steinmark. We just lost uh, uh, Office Max. We lost Michaels, and we're losing small businesses. Uh, we lost a bunch of dry cleaners, and it's, it's very, very scary. So, I'll let Lori mention. Well, Natasha, you, I mean, you hit it on the uh, on the point right there. Is you know what? This is something that they passed, but they weren't putting this cost back on the employee. So here, here these um, rights are. Here the benefits are. Uh, so like citizen, you know, if a child's sick, a, a parent can go home without, you know, being concerned that they're going to lose their job or lack of loss of income, but it's not being hit and it's not being paid by the employer. I mean, so that's, I, I think that's the key right there. This, yeah, this is really getting, you know, uh, very disconcerting to me, okay, representing small business as I do on this show. This is like an open attack, Greg. Uh, that's coming at the small business community in California. Now, when you get back to D.C., I'm sure you're going to run into this headlong, especially if President Trump is returned to the White House. Well, 
Yes, absolutely. And I, I don't like the fact that Nancy Pelosi is holding up this bill that's going to help small business. I think, first of all, I think it's way too much. There's too much uh, pork added to it. I, I do support uh, helping small business with the PPP. But uh, I, I don't like the fact that the federal government is involved in unemployment. I believe that's a state issue. Let the states handle it. As a businessman, I paid into that. And as a business owner, and get the federal government out of unemployment. Uh, but as far as PPP to try to help uh, uh, save some of these small businesses, I'm for that. But I'm a big fiscal hawk. I'm going to keep an eye on the budget. I don't like the fact that they never pass any of these uh, spending bills and they wait till December on Christmas Eve to pass this huge ominous bill in the middle of the night for trillions of dollars that the government doesn't have. So I'll do everything in my power as a strict fiscal conservative to uh, work to get our, our budget in line. So, you know, it's interesting, Greg, you mentioned I three go, P's. Frank. Yeah, I did. Oh, well, just real quick. I did three PP on a show previously and whatnot. Everybody was upset that American Airlines got millions of dollars, right? And then turned around and laid off 30,000 people. So do me a favor. Carry that back to Washington, will you? I will. I'll see you All tonight. Right. I'll see you tonight at your fundraiser. Okay. Thanks so Thank much you for having me on your show. Uh, Natasha, nice meeting you and all the best. I'll see you out when I'm in uh, Washington. Of course. Thank you, Greg. We'll see you tonight. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. So, Lori, you really begin to understand where we're going here, right? The fact that it ain't just the state of California. It's all the way to D.C. Oh, without a doubt. And sadly, um, you know, California loves to be um, the first to do things like this. And then your other um, liberal states tend to follow. So um, it's, you know, it's, it's, I mean, and it's, it's funny because you would think people would be looking at what's happening with our state, you know, how much we're in debt, um, you know, watching the amount of businesses that are leaving and go, well, that's the wrong model, but they don't because, you know, they're really, they're not business friendly. They're not, that's what they're not, they're, they're not there for it. They've got their own system. They, they really do want to have a socialistic state. I believe that was something that came out of uh, our governor's mouth um, a couple of years ago. So there's, it's no surprise. And how does that be, you know, how does that work? You've got to take the middleman out. And right now the middleman are your small businesses because we're not accountable um, and, and we're not relying on the government. We rely on our own selves to be able to, you know, to put um, food and, and shelter over our heads. And so you need to get rid of the people that are taking care of themselves so that everybody else is relying on the government. And I mean, they've got, you know, this is a formula and it's working. You know, Laurie, you have mentioned so many times uh, that you and I have had conversations not on the air like we are now today, that California is primarily small businesses, right? Yeah, I think it's like um, 99%. Exactly. Now, if you have that as a tax base, Let's just talk about restaurants for a second, okay? Restaurants have been hammered in California. Mm -hmm. I mean, about six out of 10 restaurants maybe aren't even going to return in California. What's that going to do at the municipality level as far as state, you know, and uh, sales tax revenue uh, locally here? Well, and, and that's just it. You know, people don't realize that, um, you know, what pays for the infrastructure, what pays for their law enforcement, um, it is uh, property taxes and sales revenue. And with restaurants, especially um, on the coast, you know, it's a tourism area, a lot of restaurants. Um, my background is food and beverage. So I, I understand how this is affecting, as you said, a lot of these places, 65%. Um, I was just up in Big Bear and they're still under the regulations of um, uh, where everything has to be outside. So that's great, but um, I'll guarantee in about two weeks or three weeks, it's gonna be too cold. So all these businesses will not, restaurants will not be able to be open. 
unless something changes. So you're talking a lot of revenue. Um, and again, it's always local level. This is, you know, if, if we don't have the revenue um, coming in um, from restaurants and sales tax and, you know, it, you don't have infrastructure, you don't have, um, you don't have the police um, enforcement. So it's, it just trickles down. I mean, the bottom line is, so I mean, everything they do, it's amazing because it's how, how do you not look at it and realize what you're doing to your state, what you're doing to your county, what you're doing to your city. And we're basically handcuffed at a city level. We've been handcuffed at a county level with these executive orders because what he does is he holds funding over our heads. And of course, we want to make sure that we have funding to be able to, you know, pay for what we need to do. You know, Tasha, we got about two minutes to go for a break and whatnot, but I'd like you to chime in on the fact that, hey, we have a governor here in California, Democrat. We also have governors across this country, Democrat. If this goes down, Prop 15, and we already have Senate bill in place here in California, could this create a wave that goes across other Democrat-controlled states? Oh, of course. That's why we rely right now on the American people to vote these governors out, these Democratic governors that don't want to help their state that see that the small businesses are going to are, are, are just closing all over nationwide and what the democratic governors are doing like governor newsom is he's blaming president trump for this mm -hmm. and this is their tagline to try to hurt the president in his re-election and the american people will revolt the silent majority is coming out and they don't like to see that their businesses uh, no longer can recover so it's up to the american people november 3rd to vote these people out and to get and to take back the uh, the Republicans need to take back the House in November. Couldn't have said it better myself, Natasha. We're moving towards a break right now. You're on with Business Buzz with Frank Hellring and Natasha Friedman from good old Baltimore TV, Free Baltimore and Maryland Politics. And we're coming to you live on the Voice American Network Business Channel, brought to you by Moda Business Solutions. And we'll be right back with more buzz for your business. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Moda Business Solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings. We let you, the business owner, focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services. Cash is king, and we strive to put more cash into your pocket. Moda Business Solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services, connecting you with trending companies. Are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858-251-4640 or visit us online at modabusinesssolutions.com. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. 
Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. PPP, COVID-19, SBA, is there a way? It's time for Business Watch, where your voice matters. Call into the show at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or drop us an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. We know you've got something to say. Now, here's Frank Hellring, Business Watch, where your voice matters. Hey, welcome back. Now, Business Watch, this is the segment of the show where you have the opportunity out there to do a live call-in to the show because we are coming to you live on the Voice America Business Network channel. So pick up the phone right now and dial 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. If you're a small business owner out there that's got something to say, you want to get something off your chest or you simply want to dial in and talk about what's going on in the state of California that we've been mixing it up with the first half of this show that's going to directly impact your business tax-wise and out-of-pocket-wise and increase your operational costs, you need to get with us right now. Well, I've been on with Lori Davies, who's running for State Assembly here in California, and my wonderful co-host, Natasha Friedman, out of TV Free Baltimore in the D.C. Belton area back there on the East Coast and we have three basic words here in business buzz. It's called meet, collaborate, and grow. Meet basically means, you know, you meet somebody, you don't know them, and you want to do business with them, you got to like them, right? The second thing is collaborate, which means intellectual property, where a business comes together, they've got their ideas, they've got their moxie, you got to find the fits. The third thing is grow, which is have that modus operandi, that mousetrap, that mechanism necessary to turn to profitability. Right now, Lori, would you say profitability is directly threatened in the state of California with Prop 15 and the recent Senate bill that was passed by the governor? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, and, and it's not just um, profitability. Um, it's, it's survival for some. And so, um, you know, it's, it's survival for families. It's survival for the city. It's survival for the county and for the state. It's, um, it's, it's devastating if, if this passes. Um, it's it's you know, so it's probably the worst thing that could happen um, to our state at this time. Laura, you're out there campaigning. You're running around. You're putting the boots on the ground. I'm going to be with a fundraiser with you this evening with, with Greg uh, and yourself. Let me ask you a question. What are you hearing? What kind of feedback are you getting about Prop 15? Well, I, you know, obviously going out there and talking to um, what's really important is, you know, talking to the businesses, they understand it. But even when you can break it down and, you know, simplify how it's going to affect um, the average resident that maybe doesn't have a business, they get it and the light bulb goes off because I try to, you know, talk to them very simply is, you know, let's take a, a grocery store where you go every day or even, you know, gas station where you go every day and um, you may not think that this is going to affect you, but either, you know, that property owner that owns that building is going to take a hit, which is going to push it down to whoever's leasing it, which is going to put it down to you. So it could actually mean that groceries could be increased by, you know, at least 10%, if not higher. 
And when people hear that and realize that it's not just the big corporations, and I explain to them that, listen, it's the, um, it's the small businesses, again, because we have a majority of small businesses that make up our businesses in this state, they understand it. And it's amazing because I always, I always say, listen, you know, they say if you can get one person to vote for you, um, they'll, they'll tell 11. So as I'm going in, I'm going, listen, as I educate you on these props, especially Prop 15, um, I need you to go and tell 11. And that's what they're doing. And it's, again, it's just spreading and spreading and not just in Orange County, but I'm like, listen, if you know anybody that's in California, you know, email, text, Facebook, get it out there. And we're doing um, advertisement on my Facebook for my campaign just on the props. You know, Laurie, we are definitely in the crunch zone, right, in your campaign. We just had a few, you know, days, you know, until we end up sitting here in the vote, voting booth making some decisions that can really change the life right. of California, okay? That's Natasha, you have run political campaigns back here in that D.C. space and whatnot. What kind of a counsel would you have for Lori right now as far as putting this buzz out, putting the word out, getting this out to the small business community, getting these guys mobilized and get this Prop 15 defeated? She basically, I mean, she says the nail right on the head. Basically, Prop 15 would threaten small businesses and hinder economic recovery if passed. And again, people that have owned mom and pop shops for many, many years are suffering. Their businesses will never come back to life um, because of this. Um, I took a drive down Rodeo Drive. I call it Rodent Drive now. It's all infested with rats. And all of the wonderful shops that we've seen in TV and movies are now for lease or they are done. Melrose Street as well. All of those beautiful shops, Gucci, Fendi, Tiffany's, they're all for lease. They're all shut down because of Governor Newsom. And I would just say, you know, if I was your campaign manager, that if we keep electing Democratic leadership every single year and keep electing the same, you're going to get the same or you're going to get worse. Right. And you know, that, that's really the message um, that I would say to your voters. Again, I talked about going across the aisle to the black community, the Latino community, the Jewish community. A lot of those minorities are what we call exiting the Democratic Party. They're starting to see the light. And by pushing forth and educating them on democratic socialism, it really turns off these minorities because they, they came away from that. You know, uh, Jewish people survived right. the Holocaust to come to a better way of life. And we just have to keep educating people on that. And, and that's my best advice that I would give to you. Well, and, and I, j jumping in, if I can, Frank, it's exactly right. And, and, I, and I, I, I go out there and I, I talk about, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And that's what the voters have been doing for years. And it's time to change that. And you're right. I've also been working with churches and they're, they're, they're synagogues and churches, and they're letting me give them the propositions and who we think are good uh, candidates to vote for, and they're handing them out, something they haven't done in the past. And so I'm trying to hit every area I can from, you know, uh, because again, just kind of throwing there, you've got one out of four Christians vote in California, that's it. And yet you look at the population. And so I think people are waking up, and, and you're right, a lot of these have dealt with this. They know what they don't want, and I mean, they're the best to give testimony. So um, yeah, thank you. I mean, great advice, and that's what we're trying to do. Well, there's an old saying, you know, all it takes for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing. And I think right. there's a heck of a lot of good people out there in California that are willing to do something at this particular time. You know, I think back, you know, the gentleman that ran against Governor Newsom, Mr. Cox, 
he basically disappeared the last 90 days of the campaign. If he just sent a video photo crew out right. there on the streets of San Francisco, we would not be dealing with Governor Newsom today because it was an absolute travesty. And it's still a travesty in that particular neck of the woods in Northern California, one of the most beautiful cities ever were in San Francisco. You can't even walk down the sidewalk, you know, without possibly stepping in something, which is really tragic uh, for the state of California. Let me ask you a question, Lori. Where do you think, once you get to Sacramento, you're going to be able to take the state of California because you're going to be in a place of influence that you're not now. Well, I think if anything, going up there, um, you know, the first thing you have to do is, you know, you need, you, you need to build relationships. There are, there are actually a lot of good moderate Democrats that don't want to be voting on these liberal um, bills, but they know that if they don't, that they'll put another liberal candidate against them. So they're really actually trying to um, help some of the Republicans because they want to balance there. And I think that's the message you hear from anybody out there is we just need to have a balance. We can't have a one party ruling and that's what we've had. And they don't even like it. So I think it's really building relationships with those that you can, finding what we've got to, you know, what we're looking at. And, um, and again, for me, not only going up there, but I'm going to be bringing the message back down here. And that's something I've always done, even as um, on city council as mayor, is really having those one-on-one um, -on -one town halls and letting people know this is the legislation that they're hitting. You know, meeting with all the different um, council members in my district, meeting with um, the chambers and the different groups and educating them. Because, again, word comes out. The more we educate, the more people can make good decisions. And um, those voices will be the ones that will actually start calling their senator and their assembly person and saying, no, we don't want you to vote on this. But we have to wake people up and keep them um, abreast of what's happening every minute. Yep. You know, my upcoming show next week, uh, Lori, is going to be entitled, Has COVID-19 Taken a Bite Out of the Big Apple? I'm going to be talking to a lot of small business people in that neck of the woods because they've been devastated uh, by COVID-19. Uh, Natasha, have you got that article in the New York Times in front of you? Uh, when not that was released in August. Yeah. Would you kind of mind giving us a few stats on that? Because I think Lori needs to hear this, too. So more than 2,800 businesses in New York City have permanently closed since March 1st. One third of New York small businesses may be gone forever because they've all been permanently closed. When the pandemic eventually subsides, roughly, again, one third of the city's 240,000 small businesses may never, ever reopen. And that's why, again, you see a lot of people from New York moving down to Florida, moving down mm -hmm. to southern states, because they're noticing that their businesses will never come back. And it's very interesting that yesterday the president tweeted about California and New York. And he said to them, if you want the same, continue to vote Democrat every time. But if you vote for me, I will change it and I will make it better. And for him to even reach out to the state of California, mm -hmm. New York, tells you that something is coming, tells you that the people of California and the citizens of New York City are tired and they've hashtag had enough. You know, along those same lines, you know, New York and Los Angeles, right, Lori? are probably yeah. two of the biggest marketplaces in the continental United States. So what happens in New York likely is going to happen in L.A., and that's going to come underneath your jurisdiction, right? So it would make sense for you to keep a watchful eye on what Governor Cuomo is doing in the state of New York, don't you think? Yeah, I completely agree. It's, it's you know, just like being on city council, that's why I was so involved at the regional and state level, because I wanted to keep an eye on what was happening at the state level, because I knew that it was going to come down, especially with local control at a at a um, local level. So it's the same thing, you know, seeing, you know, what's going on over there, because literally they, they just um, switch, you know, they, they feed off each other's laws. 
Um, so you see something that California does and then, you know, New York jumps on it or vice versa. It's almost like it's a competition um, between the two of them. So absolutely. Laurie, you know, this show is all about small business. This show is an advocacy platform for small business. It is a show to bring in experts and resource. And it's also, as you heard in Business Watch intro, it's a voice matters, okay, show. And the fact that I want to hear from small businesses, really what's going on out there and get past this fake news that we're hearing that everything's okay in Dodge City, right? Which it's not. Let me ask you a question. You get in that seat in Sacramento, if we were able to put some small business people in front of you when you get there, what would you say to them? First of all, I'd say thank you for, you know, for, for standing strong and trying to stay in there because it's important why we need them. But I would also tell them, listen, I, I know who, how they, you know, I know what they're going through. I'm a small business owner. I own an event company. My business basically became obsolete. I've lost all my business for the year. Someone has moved next year. So first of all, I, I emphasize, you know, that I, I understand what they're going through. Uh, but also, you know, I'm going to say we need to get involved together. Let's sit down. Let's figure out what would be the best, you know, um, procedures that we can do. What will allow you to be able to either stay afloat and be successful? And it's really listening to them. And that's the bottom line, no matter what the issue is, sitting down and listening to them and then problem solving and figure out how you're going to do this. And you know what? Sometimes you have to think out of the box and that's how you get sometimes the best solution. So I think it really is about listening. Great. I'm glad to hear that. Natasha, we are moving towards the end of the show, but I definitely want to get your comments on this side of the fence on K street, back in that wonderful city of Washington, DC, where I was born. There's a lobby group called the National Federation of Independent Businesses, which for another terminology, you would have to say to that they are the Republican business think tank, okay, out of Nashville, Tennessee. They have had a tremendous drop off since when I used to consult for them from about 700,000 members down to about 300. What would you say to them right now that they need to be concerned about what's happening in California in small business in one of their largest market sectors? Again, we need to rebuild, restore, and we really need to find a way to work with Congress, to work with the Senate, to help bring back small businesses. They are the backbone of our nation. They are the reason why President Trump got elected in 2016. They are the reason why President Trump will get reelected in 2020. So we really need to focus on the small businesses. That's why the president's campaigning hard in Arizona, Nevada, Pennsylvania, because he wants to, again, we are reopening our country and he needs those voters um, to get him across the aisle to win again in 2020. I love it because small business is 50% of our GNP. It's 85% of our jobs. You leave small business behind and you don't have an America, right? Laurie, thank you very much for being on the show. I'll be looking forward to being with you tonight at the fundraiser with you and Greg. Natasha, great, great job as co-host. Really going to have you back many, many times because you, you, and so mix, you, you, you and I mix it up pretty good, okay? Listen, you've been listening to Business Buzz, and thank you for tuning in to the show today. If you'd like to be a guest or you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach, you can reach us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-3-N-O-W-B-U-Z. Or you can email us at info at businessbuzz.com. To learn more about the show, visit our website at businessbuzz.com. Well, I've got a crackerjack show coming in next week. I'm going to start talking about New York City and what's happening in that neck of the woods you need to be tuning in because we need to find out what's going on in the Big Apple. As a matter of fact, I entitled that show, Has COVID-19 Taken a Bite Out of the Big Apple? So you don't want to be missing that because the guests I've got coming on are going to tell us the truth 
facts and reality. The bus factor of your business is what we seek to increase. Tune in next week as we bring more guests and resources to make your business buzz. Thanks for tuning in Business Watch and Business Buzz with Frank Hellring. We'll be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to have you join us again next time for some more terrific ways to revitalize your small business.